Welcome to The Finer Things. I'm Lisa, this is Wes, and we are podcasting from the members-only lounge at the Cigar Lodge in Akron, Ohio. Today's topic is, we're kind of doing a quarterly checkup. Beautiful Akron, Ohio. Now, I think the weather's finally going to change, so we're super happy about that. We're we're trying. So today I will have having the Brickhouse Connecticut, Connecticut. It is a smooth cigar, retails between $7 and $9 at your local cigar shop. Come on in to the Cigar Lodge and ask for their discount and see how you can uh, achieve that discount. That's my advice to you. What are you smoking over there, Lisa? I got the Romeo and Julieta Vintage. It came in a glass tube with a cork and about 15 labels and wrappers on this thing. It was kind of irritating trying to get into it at first, but it is really, really smooth. It looked like you were having a difficult time there trying to get that open. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pain. Was it worth the effort? It is. It's delicious. So what's the initial notes there? I've got the initial notes from my Connecticut wrapper brick house are very smooth, very enjoyable. It's going to be pretty, it is pretty smoky and this cigar is going to go with just about everything. Or if you're looking for an, uh, an intro cigar uh, to get your feet wet, this is definitely something that I would put on that list. Mine is pecan wood and kind of new leather. It's not that old, nice leather. It's a little newer than that. Rich mahogany feel. On yours or mine? No, yours. Mine does not have mahogany. Nope. I got con wood. I've got new riff bourbon that I'm having, and it's delicious. It's uh, very smooth, uh, has some oak notes, uh, and very no burn, no afterburn or anything okay. else like that. So what do you got going on? I got the um, Highland Park Magnus. It's peaty like most of the Highland Parks. That's kind of what I'm into right now. She's a peaty girl. I am. And that's okay. She knows what she likes. Mm -hmm. Speaking of knowing what you like, so we're in about the first quarter of the year here. So you you want to have, we've been talking in our various different podcasts about, you know, what you can do and everything else like that. So let's do a little checkup. And that's, and part of getting to your goal is you want to have a checkup and you want to do it on a, a basis that that's not every day because... That's a lot. It's very, yeah. it's very quickly. But it, you want to have at least a monthly and no less than a quarterly checkup on what you're trying to get for the goals. Because it, it, it's one of those things where, okay, it's been three months. Uh, it's been that 100 days. You've got that big fire in your belly from New Year's. And yeah. you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then eh, maybe I didn't well, do let's it. Let's <laughs> see whether you did it. <laughs> right. Maybe I didn't really do that. So. And the other thing is it goes with the time of the season because you've got, the, when the weather turns, you've got this spring cleaning feel. And so you're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, what do I need? What do I not need? And it's that evaluation process. And that's really the important part is to figure out how you're evaluating your goals. Like, for instance, uh, what was one of your 2019 goals? Well, as we talked about, I don't really set resolutions. I know goals are a little bit different, but it was expand my business and I did that right actually so, I did that on several fronts so so let's use an example let's have, you want to expand your business yes. so first we have to identify how mm-hmm. and Lisa identified how she wanted to expand her business and that allows her to measure her yep. success so right. the first you know so the first thing you have to do is you identify the goal great and then you have to identify what is success here right because your success and my success are two different measurements. Absolutely. So did you have a percentage goal or a dollar goal? Or how did you identify that goal increasing? No, actually, I 
wanted to expand the number of states and I wanted to hire somebody new and I have hired somebody they start later this year and then um, the number of states it's in the works I've got one that I just heard back from them today it's going to take a little bit they're estimating by October and then I've got another application that I'm going to be turning in in four days Boom. Ready to go. Ready and rocking to go. So yeah. from that perspective, you have identified your goal. Yep. You've got an easily, you know what success is, is in your world. And you can easily measure. Like mm -hmm. the number of states went from one to two or from, you know, sure. you know X to X plus one. So that's also, an, you know, and this is a, using this to any, um, and this doesn't necessarily need to be a legal goal, but a, uh, a goal throughout whatever job you have one of that it would be using a universal example is weight loss mm -hmm. like that's usually a popular so sure you how do what, what do you want to lose 20 pounds this year 30 pounds so you have this goal and so at the end of the first quarter okay what have i been doing right, right. and so you've identified the goal how am i doing and you, you get on the scale you've got feedback and you're like okay i am down a pound and weight loss is kind of an easy goal to measure because it really is. You can get on the scale and see whether you accomplished anything or not. You um, have the necessary feedback. Yeah. And that's important. Some goals, it's not as easy to measure. Maybe, like my stated goal a minute ago, increase my business. Well, that's vague when you think about it. There's a hundred different methods that that could Right. Take. What you mean but by increasing your business right. and me increasing my business Vastly two, different. Two different things. Yeah. So, and that's the other thing is to identify to you your individual goal. I mean, and like we've been talking about is once you know yourself, life gets easy, uh, real easy, yep. real fast. It um, doesn't get easy in the sense, because you still got to work for it. You got to work hard for it, but at least you've got a direction. And if you've got the motivation, everything just kind of falls into place. It's nice. Well, and... And that's why these quarterly checkups also help because you want to have feedback. One of the hardest things, mm -hmm. at least in business and at least in a personal life, for sure, is always to have feedback. Sure. And not everybody likes to be critiqued. Right. I mean, because when you talk to your boss at the end, I mean, because everybody has at least an annual performance review in most industries and jobs, either it's a sales meeting or whatever. Sure. You have a yearly goal and you want to hit that goal and you have quarterly goals and everything else like that. And that way you can check up to see what what you're doing and what you're not doing and more importantly what's working and what's not working mm -hmm. because at this stage of the game after the first quarter you should know what's working right and more importantly what's not working yeah i mean me personally i even ask people that i ask my law clerk for feedback what am i doing right what am i doing wrong what would you prefer i did differently and I appreciate when I get honest feedback. Sometimes I'll tell them, yeah, I'm not changing that, but here's why. Sometimes I'm like, hmm, fair point. Okay, I can work on that. But it lets me know kind of from their perspective what he's thinking. I want happy employees at the end of the day. I want people who, at least they don't hate coming into work. I don't know if anybody <laughs> likes going to work. I love my job. Hopefully they don't hate it. You love your job. I love my job, and I want others to enjoy doing there. And that's important. And now, and Lisa brings up a very, uh, very valid point: is how do you, how who's holding you accountable? Um, oh yeah, it's uh, you. Who, and first of all, who are you accountable to? Because right. ultimately, that's another question 
that'll help you identify and measure your success. I know that I am accountable to me. Right. And that's, I can be the greatest guy in the world or I can be the worst boss in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's to me. Um, I'm accountable to family members. Yeah. I mean, so you've got some other, you've got some familial uh, commitments. You know, I'm committed to, or I have other people, at least in my uh, sphere of influence, that help me keep accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the other thing is, when you identify who's keeping you, I mean, it's easy in a sales job, like if you're selling used cars or selling insurance or something else like that. Sure. You got a manager, you got a boss, you got a number, and you got a goal to hit. Yeah. You know, and that that helps clarify where you need to be. And then also, you know, how are you? Who? How are they keeping you accountable? Because like you, like Lisa just hit on there, she's talking to her employees and saying, "Okay, here's where we're at. Mm-hmm. How do we hit that next level?" Sure. Because they may be thinking about something that she didn't think about. Sure. Because they have, let's just say, a boots-on-the-ground version. Right. And then you're more of the general yeah. kind of version. Is that fair to say? I think that is fair to say. Also, you brought up something. I was thinking about it earlier. When we were talking about topics, the idea of success came up. And I thought about it. And I was like, well, what does being a success really look like? And I think for me, it's... Internally, I feel like I made it. I hit my goals. I did what I wanted to do. But externally, other people also recognize exactly the same thing. It's, I met expectations. Possibly exceeded them. And, I mean, even if those expectations are unrealistic, if they're low, if they're high, success is, I am where other people see me and where I see me. If I see myself as, well, I rule the world. No, I don't. That's just egotistical and crazy. Maybe other people think, man, she's got it all together, but I feel like I'm falling apart. Well, that's not really success either. I think it has to be, at least for me, the combination of those two working in tandem together. And that goes into why are you setting those goals? Because you, 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 some, if you have set your own goals, and this is very, very important, sure. like in a, in a sales job or another industry, the goal may be set for you, and there's a clear delineation of why that goal was set for you. Um, that could be your pay packet, that could, you know, a thousand different things. Sure. Um, but if it's a personal goal, identifying more importantly, not only the goal, but why did you set that goal? Right. Am I doing this for me? Am I doing this for someone else? What is my and that Agreed. Like, like Lisa has talked about there. I mean, identify why you're setting the goal, and that's really a hard thing to do because you have this idea, and then you're like, well, why do I have that idea? Sure. Am I trying? Am I doing this for me? Because if you're doing it for yourself, chance of success goes up pretty much, uh, pretty high. If you're doing it for somebody else and you've identified it, it depends what you're doing for that other person. It does, and a lot of it depends on, like you said, the accountability. Are you accountable to them for what you're doing that's kind of also for them? Um, If you're just doing it for them, but that's never going to be recognized. And you see this a lot in unsuccessful relationships. Oh, I'm giving up soda because he doesn't like sugary drinks well good what's he getting out of it drink your soda you know i i've I've actually heard that example before oh i'm giving up soda because my fiance doesn't like it 
Well, he doesn't ingest it, so what's that got to do with anything? Do you. Let him do him. Both of you be happy. Carry on. Carry on. (laughs) But it's kind of, if you're going to be accountable to someone, are they getting anything out of it? Yeah, and personal relationships are no different. I mean, that's, you have friends, uh, you have family, you have, you know, partners, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever your personal situation may be. Uh, And having personal goals, especially within the relationship, is also... uh, identifiable and it's tough to identify them because those are personal relationships and because they're personal your goal and your partner's goal may be different sure and you have to have good communication uh lisa's that's key lisa's making a refill already so i need a little bit extra because this is really tasty the magnus must have been that good so uh she's gonna have a park is solid they are just really solid. Huge recommendation for Hyde Park right now because the glass is getting refilled and we haven't finished the podcast. So well, that. so Highland Park, it's not it's not on the Ely section. It's way, 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 way far north. I think, and don't hold me to this, I'm willing to be wrong here, I think it might be the only mainland Scotland peated scotch. And if it has to do with Pete, Lisa's going to know about it. And I'll even say it might not be mainland. I think it might be one of the very far north islands. I don't know. But it's delicious. I'm happy. That's all that counts. And that's part of the quarterly checkup. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? It's I mean, a huge part of it. Oh, and identifying why you're happy. So what is yeah. making you happy? Are you happy because you hit the goal? Are you happy because you've got a plan to hit the goal? Are you know? Are you you have a plan to say? Listen, this and the other thing sure. is admitting failure and moving on. Here, this is where an ounce oh, of tough. humility yeah. is and, and humbleness is going to go a long way here. Mm-hmm. Um, to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I cannot eat a pizza every Friday night and lose that forty pounds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just you're like you've identified the issue. Yeah, you know what the problem is. And you're, sometimes you're like, ah, I'm still making the mistake. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're just like, fine, I'm screwing. I'm doing it sure. again. <laughs> sure. And, and identifying where you're going wrong in, with your goal, whatever that goal is, it's very, very important because then you know it's not working. Just that real raw honesty with yourself. When you look in the mirror, that's the one person you have to answer to your entire life. So be honest with yourself. And that doesn't mean... Be brutal. That doesn't mean listen to that little voice that tells you you're never good enough. Sure. I mean, but don't. Getting truly happy means that you learn to ignore that voice. You know it's just noise in the background, and you're able to just completely discard its opinion like it's nothing. And that, I mean, that's a good attitude to have. I mean, and that goes to your attitude. And it's hard oh, to get to. It, it's hard. It, and, it's, and it takes work every day yep. because there are days where, oh, yeah. I mean, I know that there are days when I have a case where I will, I will wake up and I'll be like, oh, I got to go do this today. Yeah. And you've got this internal, I, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I, I don't want to. It's the toddler saying. Oh, yeah. They got, their, they got their hand caught in the cookie jar and they got their fists full of cookies chowing down and you're like, <laughs> we need to have dinner. And, you're, and they're like. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. And you're like, well, I, I don't care what you want. Yeah. We got, we got to, got to, 
kind of got to do this. Uh, now, everybody has those feelings, and every, I mean, that's something that's perfectly normal, perfectly rational to have those feelings, uh, because that's the human condition, you know, but how, how are you motivating yourself, well, I shouldn't say motivating, uh, but using your attitude, um, because one of the things that I found myself doing that I hate, that I've, one of the things that I've identified is that mm-hmm. some days I will bargain with myself. It's such a tricky spot to be in. And Bargaining I, is bad when right. it's with yourself. <laughs> and, and I've identified it as you know an issue within myself that I'm trying to work on. And then I find myself bargaining with myself. You and will have, always lose. Right. And, 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 uh, the you, end. <laughs> always, in every circumstance, you will always lose if you're bargaining with yourself. And you have these, well, and you have these conversations either internally or if nobody's with you, you're having them out loud with mm-hmm. yourself, and you're like, "Well, if I uh, if I do the laundry, then I can watch a TV program." Yeah. And then you're like, "Well, I'll just watch one more TV program, and then I'll do the laundry." And then you just something sure. something simple like that, or clean the house, or whatever. Insert a task here, and then you just bargain with yourself, and you're just like, uh, and then like Lisa said at the. An hour later, you're like, "Yeah, I am. I am paralyzed by yeah. my own analysis, and that's uh, hence the term analysis paralysis." But uh, yeah, that bargain, I, and that's you know, that, admittedly, that's one of the goals that I'm trying to work on is, uh, you know, how do I stop myself from bargaining and just sure. look at myself and be like, "Wes, f and do it." I have you know? learned to flip it and reverse it. I. I don't bargain with myself. I negotiate with myself. It's <laughs> a true lawyer's dodge. Yep. It's get off your lazy butt and go do the laundry right now, and then you can watch an episode of whatever. And we'll use Game of Thrones because that seems to be a popular television program. Right yeah, now. I've never seen it, so. Oh my god! I don't know if you've ever. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I uh, know people that will binge watch and be yeah. like, you know. And... So it's just. Get off your butt and do it right now, and then I go do it, and it's like, okay, done, cool. I get to watch another episode, and I swear to God, 15 minutes, maybe as much as 30 minutes later, and we're talking like an hour-long TV show, I'll feel guilty that I'm just sitting there and doing nothing. It's like, get off your butt and go do the dishes. Okay, I'll go do the dishes, and then I can finish the episode. And so I use it to my advantage. I don't, that's why I say I don't bargain with myself. I'm not trading anything. It's just go do it now. A negotiation. Go do it now. (laughs) Well, and that goes to, I mean, the discipline too. I mean, part of the quarterly checkup is to identify, because not everybody's perfect. I mean, that's in in trying to hold yourself to a, a perfect standard, which, believe you me, is. I have done and I continue to do, and it's a hard it's standard. Killer. It will, it will emotionally drain you. Yes. But um, it's always nice to have the, to have that checkup to be like, okay, how what am I? How is my routine? Because one of the things about your goal, like mm-hmm. for instance, um, let, let's just using a weight loss example mm-hmm. uh, because that seems to be universal. Is how are you identifying your routine, like your daily routine, to help your goal? Because not necessarily you're going to lose 40 pounds in a day, because that's I'm not a doctor, but I, that can't be healthy. Yeah, but that can't be good. <laughs> if your goal is for 40 pounds a year, that's less than a pound a week. Sure. So how, and you're breaking it. So using that quarterly goal to say, okay, I'm breaking this up to chunks. Sure. I'm breaking up my goal into these little identifiable pieces, and then how how am I doing my routine, right. my discipline? Like you 
Lisa is like, I'm just going to do it. I'm very I'm much, I'm just, just going to do, do it. it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then, in the, you know, in, that, in your routine, does that make sense? I mean, because everybody's different. My routine sure. is I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a habitual person. I, I'm very habit-oriented. I will... I will find myself making the same mistake, and I will go through making that same mistake, and I'll be like, I made this mistake before. Why am I doing it again? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just my habit. I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I am a novelty junkie in a lot of ways. I like the new and fresh, and that's, why, that's a lot of the reason why I can say, get off your butt and go do the laundry right now. Okay, cool. That's something I haven't done in the last 10 minutes. I'm going to go do the laundry right now. Right now. And it's a new, fresh thing. Gets me out of that monotony. I'm about halfway through my brick house. Very smooth. Uh, I don't want to say silky smooth, but this uh, the it's a light Connecticut wrapper, uh, light color. Uh, strong ring gauge here. Pretty uh, hefty in the weight department. But again, solid smoke. Middle of the road. You're not mm -hmm. going to offend a lot of people. Uh, and again, if you know people that like cigars... And I've had, thank you to this podcast, I've had some people follow mm -hmm. and be like, hey, you know, I like cigars too. And to have, for an introductory cigar, Brick House is perfect. I mean, yeah. uh, Brick House would go along with all the other ones we've recommended sure. uh, in the middle of the road. And then you can identify what you like about it and then kind of branch out from there. Yeah. Mine is still very, it's even more strong. It's pecans. It's just, I grew up in Oklahoma. We had pecan trees on my grandpa's farm. I mean, this is like, I didn't smoke as a child, but this <laughs> is like childhood for me. So the uh, smoke is uh, giving you, taking you back to your childhood that you really love mm -hmm. and fond memories of grandpa. Yep. So that's that's going to be a staple now for Lisa is that cigar because that can evoke the, the memory. And, and that's part of the, the drink and the smoke. I mean, yeah. you know, you're going to have my children will be able to identify cigar smoke. <laughs> I, does that count as a parenting win or a parenting fail? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We, we, we'll, we'll never know. But It just is. <laughs> it just is. So they will They will always have that notion of, oh, my dad had a cigar and a drink at the end of the evening outside, mm -hmm. and there was nothing wrong with that. It, it's that social acceptability. Sure. Which uh, goes into teaching and everything else, like, especially for your children. So, yeah. Um, you know, as far as your quarterly checkup, one of the other nice things about it is, do you need a break? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've talked about burnout a little bit, but not necessarily that everybody has the financial resources to yeah. take a vacation every four vacations a year. Usually, right? people will take one vacation a year, usually for a week, and then that, you know, you'll come back to work mm -hmm. after that vacation and be like, yes, I'm refreshed, I'm ready to go. And it lasts <laughs> about six months. You're like, I need a vacation, and away you go. You know what I mean? So, uh, it, especially in the quarterly uh, checkup, you, you want to identify how you're feeling too. Yeah. Because you may be tired. Oh, yeah. Depending on your job. I mean, you may be like, oh, I'm just sick of this. So, how do you take that mental break, and how do you identify that and say, I could really do this, and this will help my, like, not necessarily like a me day. Sure. Because you're going to bargain with yourself. Well, I'll take a me day after I do this. You know what I mean? Because that's a huge bargaining there. Um, I have found, like, a weekend away. Oh, yeah. One, two days where you're not, right, like, for instance, a weekend away for me where I don't have to worry about uh, the criminal defense aspect or my job, and then I can come back. 
and come back, not necessarily completely refreshed, but it's enough of a break where you're like, okay, I know this is a break, and then you come back to it, and you're like, yeah. okay, just that, that pause, right. that just little bit. Have you found that is helpful to you, Lisa? Yes, I have. In fact, I was just away on a trip, kind of, sort of a vacation, but not exactly. It was a school event for my child, my daughter, and... It was huge so... shout out. We'll get to that later for the good thought of the day. Oh but yeah, huge shout out. we're gonna get there. Um, it was so relaxing though to be able to tell different people, "Hey, I'm away from my office for the rest of the week. I will get back to you Monday, and we'll get this taken care of." And it was really refreshing that pretty much everyone respected that. They were like. We'll talk then. And it was just nice having other people recognize, yeah, she needs a break. She needs that time away. She's taking my stuff seriously, and she's going to get to it. And you're talking about when you talk to clients. Yeah. Clients, um, different companies that I work with. That They're not clients, but we work in tandem with the clients. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, just to clarify, if you're not a lawyer, I mean, we have to be in constant contact with our clients. And one of the things that makes lawyers, on the whole, usually very good communicators is because we have various different rules that require us to communicate with our clients. Sure. And nobody, that is maybe our most sacred rule. One of them. Uh, I'll say confidentiality is the big one. So. At least in yeah, my in my okay. life, confidentiality is huge. Okay, I'll um, give you that. But uh, being able to stay in communication, and again, this is another uh, goal that if you have to be better as far as communication is concerned, that's uh, something that you can work on pretty quickly yeah. and pretty easily. And to be able to, and at least for us, like for instance, like Lisa's going to take a weekend off. And again, I, I the same way, I uh, uh, give a shout out to the Akron women's tennis team. Shout out there. Uh, Brandon Padgett is the coach, and he and I are good friends. So uh, I'm not, I did not know anything about tennis prior mm-hmm. to uh, meeting Brandon, but he's kind of helped me out a little bit. Nice. And uh, I've watched a couple of matches, uh, at least here in town. But uh, they were having a event, in Mun- they were having a match in Muncie, Indiana. Okay. That's uh, about four hours away from here. Yeah. Not, it's a trip. Yeah. It's a long day. I mean, mine was approximately the same distance away, just different directions. Right, different directions. So you went to what, Kentucky? Kentucky. It's maybe maybe five hours. And how long were you away? Um, Four days. Right, so four days. So think about it that way. And that's for your kid's trip, right? Yep. I mean, that's a, something you're rooting your kid on. Yep. And so for four days, Lisa's not thinking about the job. Everybody knows where she is. Um, she doesn't have to worry about any paperwork because usually these kinds of things are, at least in our lives, we're very planned. So yeah. <laughs> we know these dates are coming up, so you plan accordingly. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, when you look at your quarterly, and this goes for any business. Sure. In the, in the year, you will know what times of the year are better to take a vacation and what times of the year are not. Right. And that will certainly go into your business. I mean, for instance, accountants. Between uh, <laughs> January and April. You don't exist. They, they don't exist, right? Farmers, in the middle of summer, 
uh, have uh, yep. farming widows because they'll live out in the fields for three months, right? Yeah. But those are things that you know about and that are are consistent every year. So by knowing, and especially like for instance in the uh, insurance game, which I'm kind of familiar with, mm-hmm. first quarter is always a uh, property and casualty insurance game. The summer is always your recreational vehicles game because you sure. get awards. And then the fall, you have the life insurance, financial services, whatever thought. I mean, every insurance company has a, you know, contest um, for those kinds of things. But um, our business, at least I know, as soon as the weather turns, crime goes up. Yeah. At least in Akron. Uh, as soon as the weather breaks, there's usually a shooting. Now, you may think that's callous and, well, okay, but that's the way the world works, right? I can't prevent the shooting. It's going to happen. Uh, and so I know that as soon as the weather breaks, yeah. there's going to be some serious clientele out there for me. Right. And for me, it's end of the year. Um, a lot of the time, this is a little weird and a lot of people won't necessarily get it, but there's a statutory interest rate. So like if you get a judgment against somebody and you want the statutory interest rate, which is really easy to get, it may change. Like last year it was 4%, this year it's 5%. So you're going to get that judgment plus 4% or 5%. Well, obviously if you're getting the judgment, you kind of want a little bit more. So you're going to wait and you're going to file in January and you're going to get 1% more per year. So it kind of fluctuates. Whereas if it went down next year, you know, there might be a rush, say November and December, before it gets, before it's going to drop. And that's because Lisa is identifying yep. the issue. I mean, and that's really the thing. So in your business, so in the first quarter, you might, you know, take a break. And usually that's the Easter break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, well, at least this year, uh, you've got a, like, a, I don't think you can call it Easter break in school anymore. Um, but like a President's Day um, or a, uh, you know, President's Day is always in January. And that's so close to the New Year that you're sure. like, uh or Martin Luther King Day. That's what yep. you know, Martin Luther King Day is in January. President's Day is in February. February, usually President's Day is a great weekend away because it, nor, sometimes you get the day off. It's a bank holiday. The government's closed. You don't get mail. Um, and so if you have that opportunity to take like a three-day weekend yeah. somewhere. Uh, but for instance, like my trip to Muncie, mm-hmm. uh, I had a friend of mine uh, from high school that I haven't seen in a while. And I contacted him. I was like, what are you doing this weekend? He's like, nothing. Nothing at all. Nice. And I was like, okay, so what do you know about women's tennis? He's like, nothing. Nothing at all. Well, let's go learn. Great. And so I drove to Columbus, picked him up, and then we went to Muncie for the weekend. Cool. And we, you know, we, you get to, I didn't worry about my phone. I didn't worry about emails yeah. or anything else like that. I got to catch up with an old friend. And today, you know, um, coming back that Monday, I was like, oh, this is great because you're refreshed. Mm-hmm. And and again, this all depends on your industry because sure, what about what about your job is causing you to be out of or um, to burn that wick, right? Because the stressful part about my job is that because this is specific to the criminal defense mm-hmm. industry is that nobody calls me and says I've had a great day. Yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> I, never gonna get that. Call. I don't ever get that phone call. So. I deal in human misery and human emotional waste. That's what I deal with. I mean, and that's some, not everybody can do it, but I can. However, it's always nice to have that weekend away where you don't have to deal, where I get to hang out with people who are not having the worst day of their lives. Sure. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, 
oh, this is normal. And then you get that refreshed, that not necessarily the full vacation reset, but you've got that refreshing, like, you know, after a long flight, you splash some water on your face, Mm -hmm. you get the hot towel, and then you're like, okay, okay, I'm ready. And it's just that little, that little mental break. I think that's good for the discipline. Uh, and that helps, at least for me, Yeah, that helps me keep discipline because then I can be like, okay, then I come back, I see the goals are like, okay, this is what I messed up. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of like, oh, all right, let's back up on the mountain. Right. Back up on the mountain, right? And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a day away. Maybe, obviously, I'm a girl. Maybe I go sit and I take a lovely, luxurious bath and I do the full face mask thing and just pamper the hell out of myself. Don't forget the Manny and the Betty. And that is a <laughs> lovely, lovely evening. And then, cool, I'm recharged. I'm ready to tackle anything and everything the next day. Well, and, and like I said, you can identify how you can take that break. I mean, for instance, if you have kids that are playing sports and you're going to play sports and you know that you're going to burn this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you know, the like baseball or soccer, it's outside Weather's going to be nice, and you're like, it's, and you know you're going to be caught there all day. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, this could either suck really hard. Sure. Because you know that you're burning the entire day. Or you can be like, listen, we're, I'm taking the grill, taking my little hibachi. Yeah. We'll throw it in the truck. We'll go out. We'll make some burgers for, you know, oh, for yeah. the kids. Or you get little, you know, one, you can potluck it with the other parents. Somebody brings pop. Somebody brings potato right. chips. Somebody brings a hibachi and a grill. And then all of a sudden you get a pup tent. And you've got a grill, and yeah. you've made this entire day for your kids and their team, and you're just, yeah. I mean, kind of on that note, one of the most refreshing things that happened this last weekend while I was away is I was not constantly on my phone. Oh, I've got to look at my email every five seconds because I might have a new email come in. Oh, I might have a phone call. It's okay. Let it go to voicemail. I'll return the call. I'll get that email. But it was more being present in the moment. This is not about me. This is not about my work. Right now, I'm here for my daughter, and I'm supporting her, and I'm getting to know these other parents and the other teammates and seeing all these teams from throughout the world and just being present and watching this cool stuff unfold in front of me. That was refreshing. I can't stress enough how relaxing it really is to just unplug from the electronics sometimes. That's huge. I mean, it's absolutely huge. It's a real refresher. If you haven't tried it in a while, give it a shot. Oh, and you put your, like, uh, especially if you get that weekend away, using this kids and sports team example, uh, like Lisa went away for uh, robotics, and then yeah. you know if you got a kid that's in a soccer tournament or baseball tournament or golf or you know an yeah. outside sport, uh, and it doesn't matter the age group. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, this will fit wherever you want to go. But you can identify and say, listen, because uh, you, you know you're like, oh my god, we're gonna be you're gonna be there, yeah. you're gonna be stuck. There's nothing you can do, and you're, right. you can have the attitude of well, this is gonna suck, right? Or you could be like, okay, I know this is gonna suck, but uh, let's make this better. And how do I, how do you identify this? Which is exactly where I was. Right. This is going to stuck, suck. I'm stuck here for... Four days. Uh, yeah, four days, like 10 to 12 hours a day. 
with nerds. And God bless these nerds. They're way smarter than I am, but it's just hardcore nerding from across the world. And having to deal with that, yeah, it's going to (laughs) suck, but how can I make this fun? And I decided, okay, I'm going to make it fun. And I literally went to every booth, and I saw... Most of them are handing out buttons and bracelets, and I'm like, if they've got stuff they're going to hand me, I'm going to take it. The free tchotchkes. Yeah. And, like, I didn't get one, but there was a girls' team from the United Arab Emirates. They had all-girls' team. They had... Which is a big deal from the UAE. Okay, If well, you don't know anything about the world, that's a big deal from the UAE. It is, but then I had the secondary thought that maybe it's an all-girls' team because they're not allowed to be on the team with boys. Because there was also a boys United Arab Emirates team. Still a big deal. It's still a great big deal. And they had hand-woven these baskets, little bitty baskets. I got there the next day, and they were all gone, of course. Sure, because, I mean, sure. that's really cool Take it too, man. And to bring them over, how much did that cost just to fly over a bunch of baskets? But it was really cool that they were giving them out. From Ecuador, I've got... I had the last one. It's a magnet, and it's this beautifully embroidered thing. And heck yeah, that's going on my fridge. I don't, I don't know this team. Oh, I said Ecuador. I think Paraguay. Paraguay. South American. Regardless, we, we, we can say South American. It was really cool, and it was very appreciated. And everybody's just giving out swag, and I thought, okay. If they're going to give me a thing, I'm going to take it. I've got temporary tattoos for Canada. You know, it's, it's fun. Well, and that's the whole idea is that... Make you, it fun. Right. And I, at least identify, again, I'm going to be stuck here all day for 12 hours a day. And the attitude could have been, and I'm sure Lisa saw other parents who were like, and just checked out on their phones and everything oh, else. Like, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's okay if that's how you do it to relax. I, you know, I'm not you criticizing you. You, like you got to do you and so but if you can identify those issues in that situation where you're like you know i know this is gonna i, I know i'm trapped yeah. i mean that's really what it is you're trapped and you know you've got to be there so okay how do we quality of life and again we've talked about quality of life before how do we make this quality of life not only better for me right but you're not you're, you're sober it, it, or some portion thereof because no the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> My tailgating example, it could go downhill quick. <laughs> it could go downhill very quickly. Sure. But it, nonetheless, everybody would be having a great time. Yeah. And that's the idea is to be like, listen, you know, we're all in this together right now, because especially part of a sports team. You're part of a team. And yeah. you, one, of the, one of the things that I love about organized sports is that you, you've got to know your role. Yeah. And, and, and that's what we're doing in the quarterly checkup here is you know your role. And you're identifying your right. role, and you're saying, how am I fitting into the team, whatever team that is. Right. And you're identifying the goal that the team has, because every team has sure. a goal. Like, for instance, Lisa's, uh, her daughter's uh, robotics team had a goal is they wanted to win. Yeah. And so, okay, we want to win. How do we win? Well, we got to do this, this, you know, then, yeah. then you go down through, and you back step the logic, and you say, okay... This is how we win, or this is how right. we think we can win. Right. And then how do we, skip, you know, you go through that. I mean, that's what the quarterly is. Well, and even as far as knowing your role, that was also a very freeing point, was realizing none of this is about me. Yeah, I'm proud of my daughter, but 
My job there is to support her. The end. I'm cheering, and it's just going to be unabashedly, Yeah, go blue! Come on! Come on, blue! Just nonstop, and losing my voice, and just cheering for them. And none of that was me. And it was beautiful, and it was wonderful stepping outside of I'm being the lawyer. It is all on my shoulders. People are looking to me for solutions, and I better bring the work. You got to bring the thunder. It was nice stepping out of that role. Thor got to put down her hammer for a moment. And, and that's, again, I mean, you get to identify those things. And, and again, we've talked about this, too, is you've got to identify what you want to do for fun and what relaxes you because yeah. that um, gets you into your routine. Mm-hmm. You get to break that routine for day, maybe two, even yeah. three on a three-day weekend. Or even an hour. Right, or, you know, an hour. And then you can take that break. I mean, some people work out every day. That's their break. Sure. That's what they want to do. That's what they're fine. That's great. You've identified this concept, and you've identified this process, and you've identified what you want to do, and that's going to be different for Lisa. It's going to be different for Wes. That's certainly Absolutely. different. And for instance, like I said, I went and watched a tennis match. I know nothing about that <laughs> other than I, I'm trying to beat you. I mean, you can conceptualize what what a winner and what a loser is. Right. Um, now, do I know the intricacies of the game? No, I, I, I don't. I know that you're trying to kill each other. That's what I'm used to. I mean, and that's the other thing is uh, that's why I officiate volleyball. Mm-hmm. And we're in the boys' volleyball season. And one of the things that I have on a consistent basis is uh, girls' volleyball and boys' volleyball are roughly six-week seasons. Okay. So from that's the start, well, from the start of the season to the end of the state championship is six weeks. That's it. Mm-hmm. So it's super quick. Yeah. Um, so, and the matches are two, maybe three hours at best. And one of the things that I derive that mental break from is I know, if, like, let's say, I, and I've had this, I had a, uh, um, a tournament this past weekend, and it was going to be an all-day tournament, and I knew that I was going to be there all day. And I was working with another official who was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be here all day. And I was like, this is great. I don't have to think about cases. I don't have to argue. I don't have to draft memos. I don't do anything else like that. Right. All I have to do is watch this game. Sure. And I and and again, I all the coaches know me that I I just I will watch the game and I, I I'm a true fan of the game at least for volleyball and so I I know how not to interfere. Right. I know how I know where I know the players and I know the teams and I know their level and I and for guys. All they want to do is kill each other, and that's it makes officiating easy because I know where I know where the problems are going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had a case. Well, and I had a situation where uh, a kid set the ball. It was a beautiful set. I you, there are about three perfect sets you'll ever get in life, and, and this was one of them. Anyway, the attacker hits the ball, and this ball couldn't have sailed farther out of bounds, and it just sailed, and the kid. The guy hits the ground, I mean, and he yells, he drops the F-bomb as, uh, as loud as he can. Sure. All right? Now, uh, other officials might have had issues sure. with that. And, I mean, everybody's looking at me because I'm the up official, so I'm, I'm the one technically in charge. And they're like, what is he going to do? And I just looked at him, and I, you know, very gently, it was like easy. I mean, I because I understood that he was not taking issue with a call. He wasn't not taking an issue with another player. Sure. He was, I had a great opportunity, and I mucked this thing up. Yeah. 
badly. <laughs> and he was expressing his discontent. Sure. I understood that. Coach under Both coaches understood that. But everybody in the stands was like, I right. just looked at him like, uh, you know, and he looked at me and he gave me the old, you know, my bad. And I was like, easy, easy. Yeah. It, it didn't require any formal sanctioning or any talking to or any warning or anything else like that. It was one of those situations where I laughed. Sure. And it was like easy. No big deal. I Because, and that's kind of the whole mentality that, and the attitude that you have to bring, especially to that break or to your job. you got to know where that acceptability of anger is. Yeah. I mean, and that's the key. Um, I had a situation, well, I'll let Lisa go here because I, I could talk about another situation I saw today, but. Well, I guess for me, um, sort of, I have little moments throughout, well, every single day. <laughs> I, I warned the new guy that I hire, is it going to bother you if I just wander around the office randomly cursing to myself? And he's <laughs> like, nope, we're going to be good. Like a sailor. Like a sailor. Like a sailor. I mean, I curse, guys. And, you know, it's just who I am. And he's like, nope, I get it. I will probably be doing the same. And I said, obviously, if there's clients in the office, I'll tone it down. But sure. otherwise, yeah, it gets pretty foul in here. <laughs> I'm good. That's awesome. Well, and so the situation I had today was I was in court this morning, and a gentleman was going to prison. The gentleman okay. did not did not know he was going to prison at the beginning oh, of the day. Oh God! And that's uh, rough. <laughs> so there was a some acrim- that would be enough bomb at least. <laughs> well, there was some recrimination and some uh, acrimonious uh, content here, uh, and the deputies, uh, you know, had to restrain him. And the lawyer involved, uh, who I know, uh, you know, again, I can't blame the attorney because I, you know, I get it, um, but this person. This gentleman uh, dis, uh, addressed the court in a less than respectful manner. <laughs> to say the least, a less than respectful manner. And uh, it became very contentious very quick. Sure. Right. And so the attorney, I, I, you know, because I, I, I'm, uh, I'm a student of the human condition. So mm-hmm. you got to, you know, you watch the room. So I watched the attorney and everything else like that. I watched the judge. And mm-hmm. it was very all... Uh, I mean, the judge did what she had to do, and and again, you know, it's not my client, so it's not my problem, but watching the whole situation, I was like, ooh, that's contentious. Yeah. That's contentious. And then I was like, okay, we need to have a palate cleanser, right? Because so when it's my turn, I have to be like, (laughs) we need a palate cleanser because I don't, because I have followed these kinds of situations. Right. And you've got to develop a, a, like a protocol for your mind where you're like, I don't want whatever bad feelings you got going right. on to taint whatever I got going on. Right. So, but being able to identify that is huge. Yeah. And just be like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Now, give me a good thought for the day. Well, we've already hinted at it plenty of times, but last week my daughter went to World's Competition in Robotics. Um, she has spent approximately a year working on a log. Now, a log is essentially, the logger records everything that they do. Everything. I'm not kidding. I was talking about it with her today, and they released the new game that they're having next year, and I was figuring it would take one quick entry, two or three pages. She said, 
No, the new game, just explaining it, that's 40 pages worth of logging. And I'm like, oh my god. This is a high school kid that is willing to do 40 pages. And let me put it in perspective. It takes about two to three hours per page. And she has done this for the better part of a year. They got two worlds. Um, their whole goal this year, they've got a teammate and he's a senior. The whole goal was get him to worlds. And so they hit their goal. Identified the goal. It was a team goal. It was a team goal. They had an issue and they knew how to get there. They need a path to get there. And the robot, God bless them, the robot was not going to do it on skills alone. Just battling in the game. The log did. So they got there on the design award, which is based on the log and interviews that the team does with the judges. They get to Worlds, and um, it gets to the last day of competition. You've got six divisions for high school, and the design award is the second highest award that you can win there. They don't give it out for overall. It's just per division, but it's the second highest you can get right under excellence, which is just overall, you're killing it. Every single thing is on point. And they won. They called them. Holla! They released the lower level awards earlier, and it's passing us by, and we're all getting nervous. My daughter couldn't take it. She had to get up and get out of the stands, kind of separate herself from the crowd. Kids' version of a smoke break. Yeah. (laughs) And they announced it and called her team We have a huge group of parents that turn up for every match, and they all went to Kentucky. So it's this big mass of people from her high school, and they're all just on their feet immediately. My daughter goes sailing over the rope line and falls, skims her knee. She doesn't care, doesn't even feel it. Excitement. Because a lot of it was based on what she has worked on the whole year. It was based on her work. That's what got them there and that's what won. Now, that's not to slight any of the other teammates whatsoever because you still have to bring it in the interviews. And one of the one of her teammates told me it was all your daughter's work. And I said, no, it wasn't because every one of you did the interviews and you killed it in the interviews. Team effort. They had... Um, opportunity to speak to the head judge several times it was just an amazing experience for her and she told me this morning that she's logging again next year which i don't know if i'm happy about (laughs) it means no dishes are getting done again for another year well but but on the scale of things it's she's she's a proud mom i'm just absolutely over the moon i'm so happy for her well she got everything she wanted literally she can say she's world-class. How many of us, Wes has pointed this out to me, how many of us can say we are the best in the world? My daughter can. She's 17 years old, guys. That's, I, mean, and that's, I can't. I'll yeah. never get there. I never will. I don't think there's anything I will ever be able to say I am the best in the world and I can prove it. And my daughter has achieved it. It's 17 years old. And that's a great Damn. that's a great story because it, it it sums up everything we've talked about today. Because there was a goal, 
there was mm-hmm. a she your daughter you know Lisa's daughter had a role on the team just like everybody has a role on the team in your personal and professional life uh, she knew what her role was yep. and she did her role to her the best of her abilities yes she did and so that goes to the goal and yep. so there was feedback she mm-hmm. had feedback from an independent third party even if it's not an independent third party right. Uh, there's some recognition there. So she got feedback on how to do better yeah. because, again, nobody's perfect. Yeah. And she got... No, really, when they got the scores, she was concerned because she missed, like, two and a half points. And I said, honey, you're... This is a phenomenal score. And she said, it's not good enough for Worlds. And I thought, okay, we'll see. I think it is. I mean, even in the battles, the matches, nobody's hitting a perfect score. So... We'll see. I think you're there. Right. And so, again, identify the goal, yep. identify the successful, had the ability to measure it, mm-hmm. and had some personal feedback. Yeah. I mean, these are all things that are that are encapsulated in just that piece of life. And, and bringing right. that to the, again, whatever that goal may be. Because sure. yeah, I can't tell Lisa what her goals are, and Lisa can't tell me right. what my goals are. So that has to be unique. How about you? What's your good thing? My good thing is that I think the weather's a fine, the weather is finally broken. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's but a little chilly today, but it's getting it's really close. And I'm gonna go with another sports analogy though, is that the Browns and again, this is a big deal, the Browns had drafted a quarterback <laughs> in the last twenty years. I don't think they drafted a quarterback so that the Browns did not muck up another <laughs> NFL don't draft. Which is a Huge statement to say, at least in Northeast Ohio, for the last two decades. So Yeah, it's a start for us. <laughs> that's super important. Again, thanks for listening. This has been the Fire Things Podcast with uh, Lisa's over there, and I'm Wes. You can check us out on our website. Lisa's going to give us the website. Um, Pod- find that. Fire Things Podcast. And we appreciate you guys contributing to our Patreon account. Our Patreon account is... Uh, Patreon.com slash Finer Things Podcast. Check us out. We appreciate that. We need to give the shout outs. And then what will happen next is we are broadcasting live from the Members Only Lounge here in beautiful Akron, Ohio at the Cigar Lodge. Again, check out the rates and come in, talk to Doug. Tell them we said hello. Yes. If they want to follow you, Lisa, where do they find you? I'm Internet Girl on Instagram. You can find me at Jet Set Lawyer. Lawyer, and thanks again for listening. Bye, guys.